slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a good weekend and a good Valentine's Day. Lots to talk about here. A big win for the Islanders over the weekend uh, over the Boston Bruins. We'll break that down a little bit. We'll, of course, have a preview of the game tonight at the Coliseum against the Buffalo Sabres, the first of back-to-back games against Buffalo. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and all the latest Islanders news and notes. Don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. So, the big win over the Bruins, and I gotta say, a lot of good things to talk about from the game. And the Islanders overall, top to bottom probably played their best game of the season, if not their best, certainly close to it. And, you know, here we are at this point in the year, and the New York Islanders are the only team to beat the Boston Bruins in regulation. Boston 10-2-2 on the season, and both regulation losses have come to the New York Islanders. Islanders playing up to the level of competition, which was a very, very good sign, and we'll break down that game for you in just a minute. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and you can leave your name and where you're from, and we're happy to mention you on the air when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. The good signs, I think, from this game, and there were a lot of them, but uh, realistically... You know, obviously, Simeon Varlamov continues to play exceptionally well. But besides that, here are, you know, in my mind, some of the great things from this game. First of all, two goals by Jean-Gabriel Pajot. And we talked last week about how Pajot hadn't scored since getting the only goal in the one nothing win over Boston, uh, you know, last month. And now he has scored three goals in the last few games, and that's a very good sign, and Pajot needed to get on track, and he has, and, you know, he's been on a line with Leo Komarov and Oliver Wallstrom. I think that gives the line a little bit of balance, and I gotta say this, Uncle Leo, you know, I'm the first to criticize him 
when he plays poorly. I also want to be one of the first to uh, praise him when he plays well. And Kamarov not only had two assists in that game against the Bruins, but played a strong overall hockey game. And that's what you need from Leo Kamarov. He had the two assists. He's a plus two. And, you know, that's in 14 minutes, 39 seconds of ice time. So, overall, very happy with that performance by Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Also, look, Matthew Barzal. Uh, Barzi continues to play exceptionally well. Keeps his point streak alive. Ends up with one goal. Uh, in this game on uh, his only shot on goal in the game. Who led the Islanders in shots? Jean-Gabriel Pajot. But uh, Barzi made that one shot count. It was an important goal. And he keeps on accumulating points. Now, obviously, he's not going to be in on half of the Islanders' goals for the whole season. That percentage is gradually being reduced. But when... Barzi continues to have this point streak and continues to provide the Islanders with the speed and the offensive threat that they need. And it is important uh, to note that Barzal really creates room for his teammates, and that is very helpful. Now, we talked about the Pajot, Kamarov, and Wallstrom line, and they played well, but you know what other line played very well? Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey. That duo, Nelson had an assist. Bailey held without a point, but that group played well, and that is a very much a positive sign because the Islanders need Bales to get back on track. He played better. He didn't get the offensive production we've been waiting for, but he played better, and that is obviously a first step uh, among the defensemen, how about Noah Dobson with five shots on goal? You know, the other thing is this. They had some breakdowns, especially early in the game. But overall, the Islanders did get back more or less to playing Islanders-type hockey. And that is so important because, you know, even when they were winning, the Islanders did not necessarily uh, play their style of hockey, locking things down in the opposed, you know, in their own zone. Yeah, the second goal, the Bergeron goal, was a turnover and a breakdown. But overall, going up against a talented and deep team like the Boston Bruins, to come out of that game, only give up the two goals, good team defense overall. Great goaltending from Simeon Varlamov, and you got to be pleased with what you saw on the ice. Now, the key from here for the Islanders, who now have points in six straight games, is to build on this, to take this win, this game where they played well from top to bottom of the roster, where the team played the type of game, for the most part, that they really want to play and where they rose to the occasion against one of the best, if not the best teams in the NHL this year. You got to take this momentum, 
and you have to build on it. And it is up to the New York Islanders to get that done. And look, right now, the Islanders 3-0-3 in their last six games. That's a six-game point streak. That's important, but they got to keep it up, got to build on it. You look at the standings, and the Islanders are tied with the Washington Capitals with 15 points, although Washington has a game in hand. But I'll tell you, because every game is divisional this year, you win three in a row or you get points in six straight games, all of a sudden you can go from seventh place to fourth place or tied for third place in the blink of an eye. We've got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We'll ask a little a, a question about Ilya Sorokin and what his short-term future holds. We will preview the games against Buffalo, including tonight's contest, and we will have our Islanders' birthday of the day. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We're covering everything you need to know about the Islanders, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So, what's going to happen now with the Islanders' goaltending situation? Because it's a delicate and kind of tricky situation as of this moment. The Islanders, right now entering Monday night's game, tonight's game against Buffalo, are 6-4-3 and three through 13 games. Out of those 15 points that the Islanders have accumulated over 13 games, Ilya Sorokin is responsible for only one of them. And look, I am not putting down Ilya Sorokin. I anticipated the very real possibility that there may be growing pains for the white whale when he came to the NHL. And we've talked about that several times over the last year on the show, that Sorokin is learning a, a new language, playing in a new league where he's not as familiar with the players. The rink is a different size. He's living in a different country altogether. There are major adjustments that Ilya Sorokin has to make. And among them, you know, playing angles differently because the rink is less wide. When, you know, you're in your net, the angles that a goaltender has to play are just different. So right now, Simeon Varlamov, 6-2-2 and two on the season in 10 starts. And he has a 1.98 goals against average and a 9.30 save percentage. Ilya Sorokin, 0-2-1 in his three starts. He has a 3.65 goals against average and an 8.71 save percentage. And the dilemma that the Islanders face right now is that you want to play Ilya Sorokin because you want him to get more comfortable in net, in the NHL, to learn the players, to get more familiar with his teammates, to play enough to be ready to be the best Ilya Sorokin he can be as soon as possible. 
But in an abbreviated season, when all games are divisional, it is very difficult, very, very difficult to put him in there and let him struggle for a little while because you're giving away important points in the standings. Now, the Islanders are playing back-to-back games today and tomorrow against the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo. And it is likely that Simeon Varlamov only plays one of those games. If I'm Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello, I seriously think about letting Sorokin play one of these two games against the Sabres in Buffalo. And then maybe sending him down to Bridgeport where he should play, you know, three games in a row, let's say, so he can get even more comfortable with the size of the rink and the way the game is played here in North America and get enough work in schedule-wise to play and, and get sharp and then bring him back up and go from there. You've got a reliable backup in Corey Schneider. And you look at the schedule, you have the Monday-Tuesday games in Buffalo, and then you go Thursday and Saturday in Pittsburgh. You got to play Varlamov only in one, I would think, of the two games back-to-back in Buffalo, but then you can space it out, and for the weekend when the AHL usually plays its games, you send Sorokin down for one weekend, maybe two, and you go from there. But the Islanders really do need to get him more playing time without being overly worried about what's going to happen to the team because he's not quite as sharp as he needs to be. I think it's a good solution. Uh, it, it it just has to uh, take root, really, when all is said and done. And, and, and I think it's a win-win for the Islanders and for Sorokin, assuming that he knows that it's a short-term move and that the Islanders really, you know, are counting on him over the long run, want him there, and that's the situation. So... We'll keep an eye on that. It is a possibility. Meanwhile, Anthony Bavillier could be back any time now. And I guess the question becomes, who comes out of the lineup when Bo returns? Is it Leo Kamarov, who had, again, a very strong game against Boston on Saturday? Do you go instead with Michael Dalcole, who has also been playing better the last uh, few games that he's been out there? Uh, who do you sit? Do you sit Oliver Wallstrom? I, I would tend to think not. Uh, tough choices coming up for the Islanders and for Barry Trotz to try to figure out, hey, uh, what do you do? But I think getting Bo back will really help that second line, and it'll really pick up uh, the offense a little bit. This team needs not only a healthy Anthony Bavillier, but a productive Anthony Bavillier, and we saw in the playoffs last year when Bavillier is on his game, when he's playing well and producing points, this offense can be good enough 
especially considering how well this Islander team can play defense. So tough choices coming up for Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello as to who do you sit when Anthony Bavillier returns to the lineup. And, you know, to me, Dal Cole would, or, or Kamarov would probably be among the top two candidates, but it's a decision that the Islanders are going to have to make. All right, we've got more to talk about on today's show. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, plus we have a preview of tonight's first of two back-to-back games in Buffalo, and these are going to be strange games. I'll tell you why in just a moment. Islander fans, you've got to try a Built Bar. It is quite simply the best-tasting protein bar ever. I have tried a lot of different protein bars, and, you know, the texture isn't good. They don't taste funny. They they almost can taste like medicine, but that's never the case with a Built Bar. It comes in 18 amazing flavors. They have flavors that are nut-free and flavors with nuts, And all of the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. And look, Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. So they're great for the keto diet. And just listen to some of these amazing flavors. Caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp, German chocolate, double chocolate, toffee almond, salted caramel. All of them, just uh, incredible flavors, and I've tried so many of them. Let's talk about the coconut almond flavor. 18 grams of protein in every bar, just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and only 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Islander fans, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest place to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and yes, the NHL are all in full swing. And maybe you want to take your knowledge of the New York Islanders and use it to make some extra money. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. So, BetOnline has you covered. They also have all the news, scores, and odds that you need all in one place, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means if you deposit $100, they'll put an extra $50 into your account absolutely free. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Islander fans, don't miss another big hockey story. Start your week off with Locked On NHL. Every Monday, Locked On Kings host Sarah Avampato interviews local experts covering the biggest stories in hockey. Get reactions to blockbuster trades, deep dives on the teams destined to be at the top of the standings, and analysis of hockey's hottest stars. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. So, the uh, Islanders right now facing the Buffalo Sabres. We're going to preview that game in just a minute, but first, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and, you know, it is time to wish a very Happy 
46th birthday to former Islander Victor Kozlov. Originally drafted by the San Jose Sharks back in 1993 with the sixth overall pick, started his career in Russia, but came over to San Jose in 1994-95, played for the Sharks and the Panthers, then the Devils, before joining the Islanders in 2006-2007, stayed with the Isles for one year, finished up his NHL career with two years in Washington before heading back to the KHL. And for Kozlov, his one season on the island, a productive one. 25 goals, 51 points in 81 games, including uh, five more playoff games where he picked up two assists uh, for the Islanders right there. So Kozlov had one hat trick in his Islanders career. And it came, fortunately, for the Islanders and for Kozlov in a game against the Islanders' biggest rival, and that, of course, is the New York Rangers. We take you back to December 3rd, 2006 at Madison Square Garden. Rangers hosting the Islanders. Islanders going with Rick DiPietro in goal, while Henrik Lundqvist got the start for the Rangers, but he wouldn't finish the game. Islanders getting to King Henrik uh, and basically getting to him early enough that he is pulled from the game. Islanders getting on the board first. Couple of goals. First, Miro Chatan, his seventh from Mike Sillinger and Brandon Witt. Then a power play goal by Chris Simon, who would, of course, have a lot of controversy as part of that Rangers-Islanders rivalry. Victor Kozlov got his eighth of the year uh, later on in the period, and then Aaron Asham scores, and it's quickly four to nothing Islanders. But the Rangers got back into it in the second period, a shorthanded goal by Brendan Shanahan, then a goal by Yaramir Yager, and then another goal by Brendan Shanahan, and it's four to three. But Kozlov scores with a minute 19 left in the second period, and all of a sudden, the Islanders have a 5-3 to three lead. Brendan Shanahan scores his third goal of the game on the power play early in the third period to get the Rangers close. But Kozlov gets his 10th and 11th goals of the year. One at 13:52 from Richard Park. The other at 18:24 from Park and Andy Hilbert. And for Kozlov, a four-goal game which he got on six shots. By the way, after the game, Kozlov said that the last time he got four goals in a game was in juniors, and he was very quick to praise his teammates for their help in making that moment possible. So, uh, you know, a gracious Victor Kozlov after his four-goal game. We wish him the very best on his 46th birthday, which was actually Sunday. So Victor Kozlov is a Valentine's Day baby. Six foot four, 232 pounds, and a very good uh, center for the New York Islanders. All right, Islanders in Buffalo. And here's why this game is going to be strange. Uh, more than any, the Buffalo Sabres have not played because of COVID protocols in 14 days. And they're 4-4-2 four, four that are at NHL 500 uh, they have three fewer games played than the Islanders, and the big question, I think, is where does the 
what does the big layoff of two weeks mean for the Buffalo Sabres? Are they still in game shape? Are they ready mentally to play a hockey game? The Islanders almost need to be physical, I think, early on in this game and try to slow down and and, and maybe tire out the Buffalo Sabres and control the tempo. But we'll see Jack Eichel and Victor Olofsson are the two big guns on this Buffalo team. They also have Taylor Hall on their roster. As far as goaltending goes, I'm sure we'll see Linus Olmark in one of the games and Carter Hutton most likely in the other. You look at the line combinations for Buffalo, and so many players right now are still listed as out uh, because of the COVID protocol. So we have to take a look and see who's available to the Buffalo Sabres when they come back. The line combinations as they uh, existed most recently, Jack Eichel, the first line center with Jeff Skinner and Victor Olofsson on his wings. Eric Stahl, a solid veteran, pivoting the second line with Taylor Hall and Sam Reinhardt flanking him. Cody Eakin, the third line center. C.J. Smith on his left. Former Islander Kyle Oposo on his right. So it'll be good to, to see Kyle again. Riley Sheehan uh, centers the fourth line with uh, Tate Thompson and Stephen Fogarty on his wings. The defensive pairings, Brandon Davidson along with Colin Miller are the top pairing. The middle pair, Matt Irwin and Henri Yokoharju. Uh, followed by Jacob Bryson and William Borgen on the third pair. So that's what you need to, that's how the Buffalo Sabres line up when all is said and done. And this is a team that is got some offensive firepower and, you know, struggles a little bit defensively, but we'll see how they line up and how many players are still out and on the COVID protocol. It is indeed uh, an important factor for this Buffalo Sabres team. And a number of the players who have been out of the lineup include uh, Zemgis Gergesons, Dylan Cousins, Rasmus Dahlin, Curtis Lazar, Jake McCabe, Casey Middlestott, uh, Brandon Montour, and Rasmus Ritzelainen. So how many of them will be back and ready to play remains to be seen. But for the Islanders, here is a chance to put a little distance between them and the Buffalo Sabres and to pass, possibly capture third place uh, in the East Division standings if they can get two points. So We'll be back tomorrow with uh, a recap of this game and a preview of the second game of these back-to-backs. We'll also have the latest Islanders news. Don't forget, uh, a new podcast drops every weeknight just after midnight around 12.25 a.m. Night Owls can listen before bed early risers. If you subscribe to the show, it'll be waiting in your inbox. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.